Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Thanks for tuning into The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Continuing on our Women's History Month celebration, today we're discussing the classic horror film, Carrie. Here's what you need to know. Based on the 1974 Stephen King novel of the same name, the 1976 horror movie classic, Carrie, tells the story of a bullied high school girl who uses her special powers to get back at her tormentors. The movie opens on Carrie being ridiculed during gym class. Shortly after, in the locker room, she gets her period for the first time while in the shower. She has no idea what's happening to her and freaks out. Her classmates taunt her and hurl tampons and maxi pads at her. It's then that we see Carrie use her powers for the first time when a light bulb above her suddenly explodes. 
Later, Miss Collins, Carrie's gym teacher, convinces the principal to let Carrie go home for the day. But when he calls her into his office, he keeps calling her by the wrong name, and Carrie uses her mind to smash his ashtray. We're all sorry about this incident, Cassie. It's Carrie! <laughs> Meanwhile, we meet Carrie's extremely religious mother, Margaret, as she goes door-to-door preaching. I have something here I know is going to interest the doctor and you. Teenagers' path to salvation through the cross of Jesus. Her neighbor, Mrs. Snell, politely kicks Margaret out of her house, just as her daughter, Sue, a classmate of Carrie's, walks in and gets a peek into Carrie's family life. Back home, Margaret tells Carrie that now that she has her period, she's a sinner, then beats her with a book. Margaret locks Carrie in her prayer closet and tells her to pray for forgiveness. When she's finally allowed out, Carrie goes into her room and spots her reflection in a mirror. She uses her powers to shatter it. Back at school, the girls who believe Carrie are told that if they don't serve detention, they won't be allowed to attend prom, which is happening soon. Meanwhile, Carrie's at the library looking up telekinesis. Ah, she finally has a name for her powers. During after-school detention, Miss Collins makes the girls do a rigorous workout, and one of the girls, Chris, throws a tantrum. She leaves detention, even though it means that now she can't go to prom. Sue, feeling guilty about the locker room incident the other day, convinces her boyfriend Tommy to ask Carrie to be his date for prom. Later that night, main mean girl, Chris, comes up with a plot along with her boyfriend, Billy, to spill pig's blood all over Carrie at prom. The next day, Tommy finds Carrie in the library and asks her out to prom. Carrie is startled and runs away. Miss Collins notices Carrie is sulking and encourages her to accept Tommy's invitation. After a visit from Tommy at her house, Carrie reluctantly agrees to go to prom with him. This angers her mother, who tells her to go to the prayer closet. After the blood comes the boys, like sniffing dogs, running and slobbering and trying to find out where that smell comes from, where the smell is that smell. But Carrie is determined to go to prom, and much to Margaret's surprise, she uses her powers on her mother for the first time. At prom, Carrie actually starts to have a nice time. Tommy is really kind to her, and they share a dance. But behind the scenes, Chris and Billy are moving forward with their plan. They've asked their friends to help rig the vote, and the entire class is shocked when Carrie and Tommy win prom queen and king. Carrie is beyond happy as she and Tommy make their way onto the stage. Sue tries her best, but fails to stop Chris and Billy from pulling the rigged rope and dumping a bucket of pig's blood all over Carrie. There's a stunned beat as Carrie's mood shifts when she notices people are laughing at her. Tommy is pissed on her behalf, but accidentally gets hit with a bucket, knocking him out. In a fit of rage and embarrassment, Carrie uses her powers to close all the doors to the gym, trapping everyone inside and killing everyone at prom. 
Chris, Billy, and Sue have all left before this happens, so they survive. But as Carrie walks home, Billy and Chris are driving and attempt to run her over. Carrie sends their car flying. It crashes, and they both die. Once home, Carrie barely notices all the candles arranged for what looks to be like some kind of seance. She goes straight upstairs to clean off the blood. Her mother confides in her that Carrie was conceived in sin, a.k.a. her husband was drunk and she enjoyed having sex. Margaret seemingly consoles her daughter, but that is short-lived. Just then, Margaret stabs Carrie in the back. Carrie recovers enough to escape, and just as Margaret is about to stab her again, Carrie mentally throws several knives into her mother, crucifying her in the doorway. Carrie uses her powers to collapse the house and set it on fire, dying inside. Days later, Sue has survived everything and is struggling emotionally. She visits Carrie's grave. Her tombstone is a for sale sign where her house used to be, with graffiti writing that reads, Carrie White Burns in Hell. Suddenly, a hand comes out of the ground and grabs Sue. But she wakes up, screaming. It was only a nightmare. They're all gonna laugh at you! Fun facts, aka death stats. The death count is potentially in the hundreds. It includes everyone at prom except Sue, Chris and Billy, Carrie's mother, and Carrie herself. Carrie is based on the 1974 novel by Stephen King. Carrie was King's first published novel, as well as the first of his works, to become a movie two years later in 1976. Since 1976, Carrie has been adapted four different times. With us today, we have producer Amanda Lund. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Alarmy. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hello. And our very special guest today is Chelsea Fry. Chelsea stars in the Moody's on Fox, and season two is actually premiering April 1st. Chris will also be featured in season two of the Moody's, so make sure to tune in. Thank you so much. I almost said no because working with Chris was really tough for me. Well, you know, you asked me to, I mean, you begged me for help sort of trying to publicize the show Mm. and it was kind of embarrassing for you. And, you know, I was like, sure, my wife has a podcast. Mm -hmm. And so you were like, please, please, please. And I'll I'll pay you. And then her manager called me and begged. And Mm. and I don't recall that. Well, Well, you guys do like a professional plug for the Moody's. The Moody's is a comedy show on Fox about a tight knit but slightly dysfunctional family that lives in Chicago. And um, all the three adult children are essentially living at home. Essentially, I don't know why I said that. They are just living at home. And um, all dealing with their own, like, romantic mishaps and just, like job issues and divorces and breakups and all the things. Yeah, and then my character meets Chris and (laughs) all goes downhill from there. Really. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really, really funny. It's such a good show. Uh, I'm a big fan, not just because Chris is in it. Transitioning into Carrie, it's so much to put on. And 
It goes with our Women's History Month uh, theme. <laughs> <laughs> we have been covering, uh, you know, maligned women in history. And boy, <laughs> is she one of them. Now, first off the bat, we got to put Carrie's mom up on the board. That's, a, that's a, an obvious one. She's extremely religious. She shames Carrie for uh, getting her period. Very normal. Everyone gets it, but... <laughs> Apparently, Carrie needs to be shamed for it. She abuses Carrie and convinces her she's evil and worthless, making it hard for Carrie to be normal at school. And she physically stabs Carrie in the back at the end. Uh, just a few reasons why Mama should go up on the board. Mm -hmm. The mom also clearly has some kind of untreated mental illness. I don't know if it's bipolar or if she's ma she gets manic or what but it, to me there's something not right there it's not just religious zealotry like there's something broken there and at the end of the movie when carrie comes home she talks about how she was raped by her husband yeah i, I guess the way i saw it was just that she she he was drunk and they she they had sex and she liked it and that's why she called it sin yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess there's a... Let me go back and look at that dialogue, because to me, it seemed like her accounting of things was that she was raped. It just seems like that was a sort of a critical moment in her life when Carrie was conceived. Mm -hmm. And whether it was sort of forced on her or not was... And so there might be some trauma, trauma. untreated trauma yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, but we have to like talk, put religious fanaticism up on the board. Should we just sort of put that up right now since it kind of goes with the mom? Yes, mm -hmm. let's put that up. You know, she's convinced that Carrie is getting her period. Get, getting her period is evidence that she has sinned. She beats her, locks her up for this. Uh, Margaret is also convinced that the daughter is the devil and even tells her so. So this is a line from the movie. Margaret White says, I should have killed myself when he put it in me. I think this is what you're looking for, Chris. Yeah. After the first time before we were married, Ralph promised never again. He promised and I believed him. But sin never dies. Sin never dies. Now, she does a much better job of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that performance it's, it's was really intense. good. Uh, and then she goes on. <laughs> At first, it, it was all right. We lived sinlessly. We slept in the same bed, but we never did it. And then that night, I saw him looking down at me that way. We got down on our knees to pray for strength. I smelled the whiskey on his breath. Then he took me. He took me with the stinky, with the stink of filthy roadhouse whiskey on his breath. And I liked it. So she did say, I liked, I liked it. With all that dirty touching of his hands all over me, I should have given you to God when you were born, but I was weak and backsliding, and now the devil has come home, we'll pray. We'll pray for the last time. We'll so it, it sounds like it wasn't so much rape as she just wanted, she just felt guilty for giving in to her sin. That's what it sounds like. And she's obviously a a, a, a fanatic. I mean, she's going around... Houses preaching, uh, talking about God's blood. There's a lot of blood references in this movie. Well, she's also talking about um, keeping teens away from sex. Like that seems yeah. that's her main area of focus. There's so much sin out there. These kids mm -hmm. are sinners and yes. all that stuff. This seems to be a turning point in her life. The moment <laughs> where she has sex with her husband, likes it, then gets pregnant. Complicated. Yeah, I think things aren't looking good for the mom. 
I have a feeling that she's very culpable. What else? What else do we have to put on the board? Because I'm immediately thinking like lack of health education in the public school system. Oh, yeah, I, I think so, too. Carrie's mom was obviously not going to teach her about getting her period. And that seems to be the trigger that set off her telekinesis. And and so it's like if she had known what it was. Yeah, if they had had some kind of like funding for women's health in school, then perhaps all of this could have been avoided. She wouldn't have had all the tampons oh, and maxi pads. Wait, her. am I such an idiot? Is that like her telekinesis started because of her? she was going through puberty? Yes. In the film, they start as a teen. However, in the book, King offers a major incident in his story that clearly displays Carrie's abilities surfaced when she was just a little girl. Following mm. an argument over a neighbor in a skimpy bathing suit, Margaret tries to kill Carrie. The neighbors hear cries, and then a storm of rocks comes raining down on the white home, and uh, only on the white home. So this apparently happens when she's a kid in the book. My interpretation of the telekinesis and sort of, and and I don't know how to frame this in terms of who to blame, but what I found interesting in the movie was uh, all of the action was the result of women getting men to do things and when, basically women moving objects with their minds, essentially, right? Mm. So on the one hand, you have Sam got her boyfriend to ask Carrie to the date. Why? Because she asked him to and she was like, you know, he Sue. wants to please yeah, her. Yeah. Sue, sorry, Sue, yeah. And then Chris got John Travolta to do to do the killing <laughs> yeah. of the pig, too. I mean, he, she she got him to do... Sorry, John Travolta. <laughs> Whatever. Sure, Billy, but John Travolta, really. Same <laughs> idea. And, and, and so she got him to kill the pig. She got him to set everything up. But you got to keep in mind, she's got... Mm. She's getting this guy to do all... So she's moving things with her mind over there, too. Then you've got the coach who i think the coach should go up on the board yes we'll talk about the coach we'll talk about the coach but she's getting convincing all these girls to you know or whatever whatever she's punishing them for uh picking on carrie so you know and then that sort of sort of starts the motion of of chris you know uh, getting upset at her and and lashing out and all that stuff a so. lot of mental gymnastics teen it's like teen girls are and i don't know if this is true or not i mean i do know it is true <laughs> teen girls are like notoriously manipulative i mean and what also, <laughs> huh? I, mean, I was <laughs> oh as a monster absolute monster are, i think they're some of the scariest creatures <laughs> I think there's a lot here, right? So I think first, before we even move on, we got to put the power of telekinesis up on the board mm. <laughs> because, and, and just so everyone knows, it's the ability to move objects through mind power. A brief history of mind magic says that, spoiler alert, there's no documented evidence that telekinetic powers are real. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet Chris could find some if you get deep on DuckDuckGo. Um, yeah, I guess the first magician to use telekinesis was Yuri Geller in the 70s, which makes sense why St uh, Stephen King. Okay, so telekinesis has you know, a long history from like way before. We're talking like 19th century. Um, but it comes back 
into popularity in the 70s, magician Yuri Geller, he's the one who like bends the spoons or whatever. And in the 80s, it has a comeback. Carrie comes out in 1974, 76. The book is written in 1974. So Stephen King really has his like finger on the pulse here. And then in the 80s, telekinesis is hot. I guess that's why Stranger Things, uh, which is takes place in the 80s, that's why Eleven has all these uh, telekinesis powers. To me, telekinesis is only interesting as sort of like a, a, a stand-in as it represents something else. And in this case, I think what it's representing is women convincing with their mind men to do things here 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 what i think one of the key moments in the movie is when carrie's dancing with tommy on the dance floor she she insists on knowing why she's there she keeps she keeps like why am i here Mm -hmm. and he's like because we're here and she's just like why did you take me here and she's digging for these answers and he luck he kind of lucks out because he kind of has one which is that she said she liked his poem at the beginning of the movie. And he kind of shrugs and says, it's because you like my poem. But we know that that's not true. We know that he's only doing it because his girlfriend told him to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think the absence of intent from a guy, because all the guys in this movie, including the teacher and the principal, are totally dummy. They're just dumb <laughs> dummies. They're such dumb dummies. But And the lack of sort of intent from a guy... Uh, you know, having, you know, basically a woman telling a guy to do something is going to get you in trouble yeah. <laughs> or something yeah. like that. I don't know well, exactly what well, that Well, I'll do that. you one better and say, I think it's a metaphor for uh, female sexuality mm. and the power right. and the power of, especially in teen girls, like how threatening that sexuality can be to men. Put that yeah. up on the board. Female sexuality. <laughs> I also think suppression, particularly like female suppression, it, it just feels like Carrie is really trying to hold it together and there's so many outside factors closing in on her. I mean, her mom, there's bullying, there's the societal pressure of like being pretty and popular and not weird. Um, and then it just comes out in these... Uh, you know, m- indirect. Well, pretty direct, I guess, but <laughs> indirect. Like she's not saying, she's not standing up for herself being like, stop bullying me. You know, she just like bursts, explodes a light bulb. <laughs> so I would say it's m- misdirected or in indirect ways. Yeah, I mean, the, the bloodbath at prom is pretty direct, but... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That That is pretty direct. Well, it, it takes her a little while to really hone her skills. <laughs> well, and I, I think it's also like just high school in general, because like, I don't know, maybe it's hard. I don't know. It's just like your worst fear in high school was being tricked. And like anytime any popular person was nice to you, like, I don't know, did you guys ever feel suspicious that it was a a trick always <laughs> well i just think it's like you're always sus like you're just constantly sus i'm always just mm. like somebody <laughs> is doing something to humiliate me i always felt like that in high school all the time i was always That's on the sad. other side where i was trying to figure out who i can humiliate mm. no. <laughs> and i had a big old list and i would just cross them off the list different kinds of blood i would pour chicken blood on one of them and pig blood on another no 
I, I think I'm realizing I really had it easy in high school because I went to this like performing arts high school. And so everyone was just like oh, really yeah. supportive. Oh, so nice. <laughs> and I, ne- yeah, I never have been nice. Thought- <laughs> yeah. It is such a public school thing though, right? Yeah. I think it's a public school thing. Like people at public school are brutal. And I feel like there's like more of an emphasis on sports and stuff, which is just like yeah, that's the masculinity. Yeah. Oh, should we put sports? Should we put sports on the board? Because it's like that is the PE class is also kind of what triggers her period. Oh, so maybe working out. <laughs> we should put working out. <laughs> sports. Also, that's out. yeah. The 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 gym teacher. Uh, the detention that she like makes up for the girls is like they have to like go work outside, work out outside. Mm-hmm. That's detention. So something about um being physical. We shouldn't we shouldn't have to be physical, you guys. Right. Well, the opening scene is them playing volleyball and Carrie missing it and getting made fun of. Oh, right. Yeah. So maybe there is something okay. to sports. I think sports because sports is also kind of so aggro, and when you're someone like Carrie, it's it like you can't really you just don't fit in mm-hmm. now we had our listener we asked our listeners if there was something that they thought that we should put up on the board and at apb underscore art wrote in and said prom prom is to blame for most high school misery and oh, I do yeah. think that we need to put prom up on the board. I mean, it's so much pressure. One thing I do want to say is in this prom, you couldn't go to prom without a date. That's for some reason, this is a rule in, yes. at the school. At this particular school? Now that's screwed up. That's how my school was. What? You couldn't like go to prom with a girlfriend. Why? Uh, homophobia? <laughs> put it know. up on the board. Oh my God. Uh, Chelsea, what did, did you go to prom? Were you the prom queen? That's my. I opinion. was not the prom queen. I did go to prom, <clears throat> but I remember the deepest anxiety about having somebody ask me. And it was like our group of guy friends, like literally asked all my other girlfriends to go. And I was like, I'm not going to have a date. And there was like this one guy left. And okay. I, we were friends, but like, I didn't know if he like wanted to go with me or whatever. And I remember he like finally came up to me like in the CVS parking lot and was like, do you want to go? Like, we're both the only ones left. And I was like, yes. <laughs> but it was miserable. It was miserable. And I, I don't know that but- you could go with friends. I want to say you couldn't, which looking back now is insane. Um, now, I'm just doing a quick time check. We're at 30 minutes. So let's, if there's anything else anyone oh wants my to throw God. up on the board. Wow, Chelsea, if you quick. have any ideas, if you think we missed anything, let's Did get them up. Did we just do like good old-fashioned bullying? Yes. yes. Oh, my bullying. God, of course. Good old-fashioned bullying. Hello, we have to put Chris and Billy and Sue and Tommy up on the board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we can't not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll also say we should put Carrie up on the board. Oh. Yes. I guess. Yeah. I mean, Chris and Billy, okay, just for, so everyone understands, they're the ones who actually drop the pig's blood and they come up with the whole prank. Sue and Tommy, I guess they had the best, and Sue has the best intentions. Uh, she wants, she feels bad about bullying uh, Carrie, so she like, you know, asks Tommy to ask her to prom and perhaps good intentions, but uh, ill-informed. Yeah, and that she wouldn't have, Carrie wouldn't have been at the prom if, Tom, you know, if that hadn't happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe this whole disaster could have been avoided. I also think we should put up the coach 
I forget her name. I think yeah, Miss Collins. Miss Collins up there because she sort of put fuel on the fire. Like the first incident was this tra- traumatic experience of her getting her period in the showers and they all made fun of her and threw tampons at her. But if the coach had just, she really made, she lined them all up. She gave them a real bad scolding and she dangled the fact that they might not be able to go to the prom if, you know, so she sort of put fuel on the fire and mm. that's, that. that's what sort of, I think, spawned the whole thing because then Chris went off yeah, because she couldn't go to prom and then she made Billy yeah. do the pig's blood She made prank. it worse. Yeah. Put her up. I also want to put up society's obsession with periods. Mm. There's there's this uh, uh, scene in the movie where Carrie says, "Everyone isn't bad, Mama. Everyone, is, everything isn't sinful." Then Margaret says, "Go to your closet and pray. Ask for forgiveness." <laughs> Carrie says, "You'll like this boy." Uh, and uh, he and uh, Margaret at oh 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 oh, you'll like this boy. Margaret says, "Boys, yes, boys, come next. After the blood, the boys come like sniffing dogs." <laughs> She says, Mama. And then she, Margaret says, grinning and slobbering, trying to find out where the smell comes from, where the <gasps> smell is. That smell. Well, she's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what is it about periods? Why are we so obsessed with periods? Well, I think I'm kind of obsessed with periods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are we? What is- because it's insane when you think about it. Like, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm. Like once a month, like with the moon. Well, it's like people are obsessed to the point of it's still taboo. And so I do, I feel like there's also this um, fear of periods as well. I guess because they also represent whether you're pregnant or not. It's it's interesting because I, I do feel like uh, I mean also it's just like this whole idea now this has changed but the old pad commercials where like the period blood had to be blue. Because like the idea that if it were red, it would be so obscene, it couldn't be seen on TV. Mm. It's like, that's very confusing. Right. Oh, I had never thought of that. That's why they put the blue liquid? Mm-hmm. But now yeah. you see they're starting, like all the sort of like thinks panties and stuff, the more uh, progressive like women-run brands are starting to use red. Okay, we're going to start knocking things off the board right after this break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, who is to blame for the events that transpire in Carrie? Carrie's mom, Margaret. Religious fanaticism, uh, lack of health education and public school system, teenage girls, power of telekinesis, power of female sexuality, suppression, sports, prom, <laughs> bullying, Chris and Billy, Sue and Tommy, Carrie, Coach, uh, Coach Collins, Miss Collins, or society's obsession with periods. Can I add two more things? Yeah. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> I want to add um, passive men. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think if any of these guys had woken up, shown a spine, how about the principal at the beginning of the movie? Call her Carrie. Like her name's fucking Carrie. He can't pay enough attention to yeah, get her he name sucks. right. And how about Tommy to say, like, no, I don't think this is right for us to take her. Or at least if we should take her, like, we'll be up front and say it was your idea and say, let's, you know, like, the guys are just so exceptionally passive in this movie. It just drove me crazy. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I want to blame was not religious fanaticism, but religious abuse. Religious, I think there's a difference there when you use religion as a tool for abuse. Mm. I feel like the mom represented the opposite of a lot of what religion is about. So I don't want to conflate like fanaticism, yeah. it's abuse. It's it's more... You're right. It was child abuse. I mean, she gets locked in a closet. Yeah. Yeah, prayer closets. We got to start knocking things off the list. And my instinct is the first thing to knock off is sports. Go, team, go. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, I don't know that we can blame prom for this. Mm. Prom Why? has its own issues, but like, are, are is is prom really to like? I feel like it's all the things prom like perpetuates, but I don't think it's necessarily the event itself. Yeah, it's part of the system. Perhaps it's like it's more about the education system, right? Mm. Yeah, I want to I want to go higher up, you know. Mm. Yeah, and I think prom we could say we're kind of rolling that into teenage girls in a way. Yes. That's true. Right, because if, if we had prom now, I feel like we would handle it much better. I yes. feel like the four of us could go to prom and be, like, healthy, like, you know, healthy about it, <laughs> mentally healthy about it. <laughs> and, you know, we'd figure out, like, how we get there in a civilized way. No one's feelings would get hurt. Um, <laughs> you we'd know? get made fun of for being old. What about knocking off... Our obsession with periods, because I do think that that it's bigger than that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree that that can roll into the power of female sexuality. Uh-huh. And I also think suppression can roll into like religious abuse or fanaticism. 
Yep. Now, Sue and Tommy, I don't think they're technically to blame because let's let's take away all the other things in the movie. Like if if Sue and Tommy, like if, if there wasn't the pig's blood that falls, Carrie right. might have had a really good time. Yeah, she would have had a blast. It would have been, been the night of her life. It would have been all because of Sue. Yeah. I mean, I, I would take Tommy off of there because yeah. Sue is the one who tried her, her best to make this life Carrie's life a little bit better, which is why she's probably probably why the, she's the only one who survives. She's the only one who survives, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I, we haven't talked about this yet, but can we just pause for a moment and discuss how Tommy dies because a bucket falls on his head? He <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, the bucket falls out and he passes out. Like, he's knocked out cold. <laughs> now, that's now, irony. Especially, especially with that mop of curls, you'd think it provides some protection. The way I saw it, though, I was like, okay, so like in Jurassic Park, we're always like asked to like suspend our belief, like in one major way in a lot of movies, right? So like Jurassic Park, it's that they got the DNA from the fossil, and then like uh, you know whatever other movies, it's it, it, it's King bigger Kong things. Is that there's a King Kong? Exactly. <laughs> in this, in Carrie, we're you know, we're asked to believe that he gets knocked out by a bucket. <laughs> an empty bucket. I just want to say it's an empty bucket. Well, I mean, we're also asked to believe in telekinesis, though. So yeah. that's, oh. a, that's a big one. Too. So they're asking so, too so much. Have, yeah, the bucket's worse. But I guess if it got, if it got you in the right spot. <laughs> okay. So they got what, you know, they got what they had coming. I, Tommy got what he had coming, I guess. You want to put heavy buckets on the list, Rebecca? <laughs> <clears throat> so what about religious fanaticism? I think we should move that into religious abuse. We can fold that in. That's what was going on there, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And I also think like, so we have the mom, Margaret, and we have religious abuse. And I feel like one can roll in to the other. Mm. But what do you think about that? I don't know. I feel like it's er- too early to separate like, I, I don't know if I can let the mom get away right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I can let religious abuse get away before but Miss what, Collins. What if Maybe we roll in bullying to Chris and Billy or vice versa? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think let's roll in bullying. Yeah, to Chris okay. and Billy. And I think we can take out Miss Collins, the coach, because she really shouldn't have been getting involved but I guess she was trying her best. I got to tell you, though, just before... I mean, I, I, I'll take her off and everything, but when I, saw, when I watched that scene of her making all those girls stand up after the tampon incident, I knew where it was going, and I was like, this is not a good thing to do. Like, don't poke the bear. In this case, the bear is a bunch of teenage girls. Like, <laughs> don't get on their bad side. And, like, mm-hmm. Carrie could have, like... Stayed under the radar. Mm. Everything could have been okay, but the fucking coach had to poke the bear. Like, do, you know, you know. I mean, I mean, you guys were teenage girls once. You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Now, what about telekinesis? Can we take it perhaps off the list? It is literally what caused. If she didn't have these super pro- <laughs> like superpowers, <laughs> yeah. Like, what else would she have done? <laughs> she just would have like cried. So yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe telekinesis is to blame. It might be. <laughs> but, but if you think about it, if we're saying in the movie that what triggered the telekinesis was this sort of trauma of her experience, like with her mom and in the locker room, we could blame that trauma. 
Uh, uh. If we wanted to knock off telekinesis, I think we could almost roll it into like... Well, I also have to say how insane it is to have a locker room at school where everyone's naked together. That would not, that would have been my worst nightmare. Wait, really? I didn't have a high school. Maybe because I didn't play any sports, but like we definitely, there was never a situation where I was like showering with my classmates. Not showering, but I remember being like naked in like our locker room. Okay. Like in between gym class. Is that crazy? I would go. I remember that. that We had to do that. I think I maybe would, it like, was because Catholic school, Amanda. Well, no, but then it, even in high school, like when I would change for dance class, I think I would like go into a bathroom stall. Like I don't, I never had access to a locker room. Yeah, I, I never had a nice enough school where we had <laughs> locker rooms. We were, I would like change for dance class in the hallway. It was just like hold up this sweater. So I love how like, Rebecca and I were just in jazz class. <laughs> <laughs> where do we keep our capizios? <laughs> like seriously <laughs> uh, okay so we have Carrie's mom lack of health education in public schools teenage girls the power of telekinesis the power of female sexuality Chris and Billy Carrie herself passive men and religious abuse can I vote that we take off power of female sexuality because mm. I feel like women's sexuality like she's they're only using it as a defense to what the men in their life are doing yeah Mm -hmm. and it's not like it's female sexuality is a good thing but i think it's so it can be so threatening to men so like this is like a man's worst nightmare (laughs) right yes yeah and to to that point i think passive men can come off because it's just the story is just not about them sure not this time (laughs) they don't help now, what about Carrie? Can we take her off the list? Because she feels like a, a victim here. Mm. I, I think so. She is the one who causes the uh, destruction. Yes. All, all of the destruction. But they but she's dump definitely blood abused. on her. They dump, I think if someone she's dumps bullied and abused. blood on you at prom, you have a right to like lock the doors and light the place on fire. Is that right? <laughs> I don't know about that. That's what I'm saying. I feel like telekinesis is more to blame than Carrie because, like, if she didn't have these powers, you know, perhaps she couldn't have, like, gone that far. Mm. It's, it, I mean, it's, look, it's for the best that I didn't have telekinesis when I was a teenager because I would have, we would have all burned down everything. <laughs> and now I'm glad I didn't do it, right? <laughs> I'd probably be in jail. With all of my friends as well. <laughs> I guess jail's the place to be. <laughs> okay, well... Yeah, I'm going to take her off unless Chelsea objects. Okay. No. Okay. She doesn't object? She's a, she she's, she's a victim. And then what about teenage girls? I feel like we can kind of... I just... I don't know. They're just kind of doing what they do. I don't know. Yeah. What, what, what can you do? You have to be a teenager. <laughs> Puberty is more more likely to blame than teenage. Yeah, girls. and I think Chris and Billy are more like we can wrap teenage girls almost up into Chris and Billy because they're the ones who really actively go after Carrie. Yeah, the I mean there was that that girl with the hat and her boyfriend. Yeah, she sucks. She sucked. She was the first <laughs> to laugh at Carrie too. Yeah, what's her name? Reagan or something? I don't know. She oh. sucks Nancy? though. Nancy Reagan. Nancy Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Nancy Reagan is definitely to blame for this. Um, Yeah. I'm veering towards religious abuse, sending religious abuse to jail 
and slapping Chris and Billy. But that Chris, man, she was rough. She's yeah. And Billy is a woman. We haven't talked about how Billy beats her. Oh, yeah. He smacks her. Oof. But they, that that was a crazy scene because that seemed like that's how they like were into each other. They like were <sighs> right. They had this weird sort of like S&M I don't know. Kind of I don't scene. know. <laughs> I was also like, I guess the seventies. It was okay to beat women on, on film, <laughs> like crazy. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm leaning um, towards them going to jail. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Oh, interesting. But the mom. We're going to let the mom get away. She stabs Carrie in the back. <laughs> like, like daughter. <laughs> but also, like, is, I guess the idea is, like, if we're getting rid of Carrie, uh, like, we're saying Carrie's a victim, like, is her mom not in a sense a victim of, like, the religious abuse she kind of went through? Like, mm. clearly she has her own issues. I think if our idea is that Carrie is also not a victim, I is a victim. I think Carrie's mom is also a victim. Interesting. Interesting. And I would say yeah. following that thread, though, Chris and Billy, who knows what abuse they were enduring at home because they That's say, you know, when someone's a bully, they're getting bullied from, they've learned the behavior. So I don't know. That's an interesting thread to pull. Well, Chris does get smacked by the teacher and the, the, oh, the yeah. coach. Um, one of my favorite parts of the movie is when somebody smacks that girl. And it's oh, no, co- it was so wrong though. No, but imagine like, a teacher smacking no, a, a student. No, you're right. It was totally, totally uncalled Chris for. Chris loved like, it. It was it was cathartic <laughs> because like this this she was a terror. She right. was a terror, and look at what she ended up doing. But I think that there is something to what Amanda and Chelsea are saying in that there's abuse. Everyone in this film, in a yeah. way, is like obviously suffering from some kind of a sort of disorder as a result of abuse. I mean, the mother for sure. Um, There's something going on psychologically and and I'm sure something happened to her, whether or not she was raped by her husband or whatever, but. So what about this? Now, what if we send religious abuse to jail and slap the power of telekinesis? Because again, (laughs) I'm I'm kind of obsessed with that. (laughs) I'm kind of obsessed with that. I just feel like we no one should have this power and like uh, it would have helped. There's got to be a better way to deal with is- these issues, right? We can't just like burn the place down and kill everyone. I, I like that because it's also sort of making Carrie culpable, but without, you know, it's more like she had this uncontrollable power. <laughs> and maybe if she hadn't have been abused, then she could have harnessed it um, sort of like uh Elsa and Frozen. Yeah. <laughs> Spun it into something good. I mean, they done macrame, like just like, uh, or something. We like, probably like, we should have put something like, you know, a, a failure of like me- uh, lack of mental health resources. We probably should have put that up on the board. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I- I'm going to call it. I- I'm going for it. Power of telekinesis. You're getting the big slap. Religious abuse. You're going to the alarmist jail. Did, but did you guys know that uh, the, Stephen King almost didn't write this book? No. Apparently, Tell us more. His wife took the the like first few pages of the of the book out from the trash. 
he ha- he ha- had written started writing the book. He didn't like it. He was like, I'm going to throw it out. She was cleaning out the trash. She saw it. She read it. She took him out. And she was like, you got to finish this book. And it was the first uh, book of his to get published and the first movie of his to get published. Wow. So, wow. Power of a wife. Power. Yeah, so <laughs> went, went, w- women's ability to manipulate isn't always a bad thing. <laughs> Passive men, passive men. (laughs) Um, But Chelsea, I mean, thank you so much for joining us today and helping us get to the bottom of who's to blame for the cult horror classic. No, thank you so much for having me. I just wanted to say this was literally so fun. After the horror movie Carrie, the film became a critical and commercial success, grossing over $33.8 million against its $1.8 million budget. It received two nominations at the 49th Academy Awards for Best Actress, Sissy Spacek, and Best Supporting Actress, Piper Laurie. Several publications have regarded it as one of the greatest horror films ever made. Vote for who you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at the alarmist the on twitter at the alarmist podcast on instagram or email us at the alarmist podcast at gmail.com tune in next week we'll be discussing who's to blame for what happened to pocahontas Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.